if you found us here, you're probably a little like me. You think it's time to rethink the way that we do business. I'm your host, Raya Gonzalez, and this is the Client Experience Revolution. This podcast is for entrepreneurs and will give you all the tips, tricks, and tools that other badass business leaders are using to serve their community, their clients, while still taking care of themselves. So let's dive into this week's episode, have a little fun, and learn along the way too. This episode is brought to you by Link Consulting Solutions. Are you a badass entrepreneur looking to up-level your capacity, maybe supercharge your clarity and reconnect like a rock star? We'll head on over to linkcs.com to find out how we can accomplish this and more. We have virtual assistant matchmaking as well as clarity and client re-engagement consulting. That's L-I-N-Q-C-S.com. See you there. Hello, and welcome to the Client Experience Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Raya Gonzalez, and I am here today with Wendy Jensen. Welcome, Wendy. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Well, Wendy is the owner of Scandinavian Hearts, and our episode today is all about blending commerce and culture. So we're going to dive right into that. Wendy, why don't you tell us a little bit about your company, about you, and how you serve people? Yeah, totally. Um, So I'm kind of, you know, I think as everybody this past year, I've been doing a lot of reflecting and looking back on my just kind of really realizing where I am and appreciating where I am and looking back on how I got here Um, and my journey that led me to today. And I worked um, as a sales assistant in at Nordstrom's all through high school and college. So I was on the sales floor there. Um, And then I was able to work um, abroad after college. Uh, I went to Denmark and taught marketing at a business college. I came back, I was a buyer at Macy's. And then when e-commerce started, I was so excited and so intrigued by the internet and all the capabilities and really just like the mass way to reach people, the scale. And so I got a job at Expedia And I was there for about 10 years, which was so much fun, so innovative. Um, I had kids. I decided to start consulting. So uh, my priorities completely shifted and changed. And I was consulting for a few years. And I've really just been reflecting on who I am, what I want, and looking at my experience and how these pieces came together. I was like, I I need to be in retail myself and e-commerce. And so I started my Scandinavian heart business and it was just the perfect blend of my experience and my past and then my heart and my love and my passion and where I want to go in the future. I love that. I love that. And then how, before we get to what the hearts represent, because that is really, I mean, they're just, they're adorable and they are beautiful, but there is meaning behind them as well. Um, How did you start up a retail business? How was that for you going from consulting and switching over to selling products? Yeah, it was, um, it's a really fun journey. So consulting, I love consulting. I love e-commerce. I love business and I love helping my clients. So consulting was such an amazing way to kind of be like ground floor again 
one-on-one with other business owners and really helping them grow, build, launch, scale, all of the things. And every time I did it, I'm like, oh, I'm giving my all to build all of my clients' businesses. I should be doing this for myself. Like, why don't I use my tools and my experience and my expertise and build my own passion project and something that I love? And I could really, instead of like talking the talk to my customers, I can walk the walk with them. And it was kind of a really proud defining moment for me. I love that. Tell us, tell us about Scandinavian Hearts. I know that it started as a sticker and it has grown to be so much more. Um, tell us about the hearts themselves. For those who are watching us, um, she, I know, has a couple of examples, but um, we'll describe them as well. Um, tell us about what they are, what they represent, um, and you know what they mean to you. Yeah, for sure. So, I knew I wanted to start a retail business. So it's kind of where my passion and expertise lie, but I didn't just want to create additional products. I didn't want more products in the world. I really wanted to use my platform to do something unique and different with meaning. And I've always loved hearts and it sounds so simple, but to me, it just, it creates an emotion. It's something that I love. And, um, I am a proud third generation Scandinavian. So my grandparents immigrated to Ballard, um, in the 1930s to start a fishing commercial fishing business, uh, which my cousins now own. So they transferred down to my uncles and now my cousins and my heritage has just always been something that I've really been proud of. Um, but I didn't know how to share it in a meaningful, modern way that made sense to my friends, even my family. I knew having young kids, I knew that it was really important for me to tran- to transfer the stories and the tra- uh, traditions and the arts and the crafts and all of those things to them. But I didn't really know how and it felt overwhelming. Um, so I kind of connected the dots using my heart with this cultural piece that I love. Um, So back when I went to Denmark, um, the Scandinavian traditions, they use hearts and tons of their design elements. And it's just a really sweet, really subtle little symbol that um, means a lot in my heritage and my traditions. So I was like, if I can connect those two, it gives me a platform, a voice, and a product that um, people can access in a really meaningful way to help tell my stories. I love that. I love that. And there's different, uh, are there meanings to the different designs or is it just that those designs are um, like just historically um, show up? Cause I know like one that I was really drawn to that you have was like a braided design that you have. <laughs> yes. So I have this example here and it's, um, it's called a woven heart Yes, and it's really, it's a part of a story for the Scandinavian, um, history. So it started, they believe it started with Hans Christian Andersen, the famous children's author back in 18, like fifties or sixties. And he wrote about it in his books. Um, and it's a woven heart. So they created, he created these woven heart baskets out of paper and the kids fill them with treats. um, And then they give them to their friends, like on Valentine's day and Christmas really it's the tradition. And so um, they hang these hearts on Christmas trees 
to represent like that kindness and that giving. So I took the tradition and I made a sticker out of it. And what I love about these stickers is especially during quarantine, when we're all stuck at home, you're, you just, you kind of feel stuck and you're looking for ways to have meaning and value in your life. And you want to be surrounded by things that give you joy and fill you up with love Yes, uh, and not all this like negative news and media and feeling stuck. So I created, that's when I created these stickers and um, I put them on my windows, my mirrors, our vases, glasses, and they're just little reminders throughout the day that I catch a glimpse of and it makes me smile and it fills my heart. And even just you asking about the woven heart, it gives me a way to like share my stories and keep these um, traditions alive. So yeah, the woven heart is such a great example of it's a really simple style, simple design, but there's such meaning and story behind it. And for my customers, um, either they love the style and then they learn about the meaning or they love the story and it really fills them with joy and purpose. I want to know like why the sharing of the stories is your culture is so important to you. But I also wanted to share that one of the things that really drew me to this was I had just been having a conversation with my girlfriend who is native American. And um, so she is from the indigenous tribe of the Apache and she's like obsessed right now with earrings. And, um, and I was, when I, when I was getting ready for this, um, episode, I told her, I was like, oh, I'm going to do this episode with Wendy and we're going to talk about commerce and culture. And I, and I was like really inspired by your earrings and she's been buying from somebody in Canada. And I thought that that, um, uh, be that she's, she does beaded, um, indigenous earrings. And I thought that they were Apache. She goes, Oh no. She says the, those ones are from a different tribe, but she says there is an artist that is here in the States. That's an Apache, um, earring maker or Apache jewelry maker. And she's like, but she's always sold out (laughs) because she does everything by hand. And, um, she, you know, she does everything is just so carefully and, you know, um, detailed it's couture basically is what it is. You know, like everything is couture. Um, and she's like, that's like hashtag goals. Like I really want to get a piece of her art. Um, but she's like, for her, it's so important, even if it's from another tribe for her, it's like number one, supporting somebody who is, um, continuing the traditions of her culture, Mm -hmm. um, in the authentic style. And then number two, it's learning about other people's cultures, um, and supporting it in that way. But what do you think in terms of the storytelling behind it, um, for you makes this, um, important, you know, you mentioned like for your kids, I can imagine that having conversations with their kids, but what about for your friends and for other people in the community, how does your products help the storytelling begin? Yeah, such a great question because it's so fundamental to what I'm trying to accomplish. And I love your story with the earrings. Um, It's exactly the same idea where it's something so little, but so meaningful and so special. And I think uh, with me growing up, um, my family was very Scandinavian and wore the traditional clothing and spoke the language. And it gave me 
purpose and it gave me meaning and it made me really feel proud. Um, and it's something that I always loved. And then as an adult, I created my own routines and my own way of living. And I feel like I lost a big piece of that just because it wasn't really a part of my day to day. And having kids, it's, it, it becomes really important. Like I want my kids to feel that same way. I don't want to lose like, let's just watch another TV show or let's just like, I don't want to take a pass on sharing these really meaningful, valuable things to, with the kids. And it's really easy to take a pass on it. For example, like um, cooking is a huge part of it and cooking really intimidates me and really scares me. So it's a really easy out. It's like, I can't do that. I won't, I'll just pass on that. Um, but I wanted to find another way to share the stories that really felt true to me and had meaning to me. And what I love is I love art. I love design. I love like the architecture, the style, the lifestyle. So creating um, this heart business and using my hearts as a symbol in these elements is a really great way for me to share the stories and an authentic way for me to share the stories. I couldn't share it through baking because it wouldn't translate, Um, but sharing it through product in a creative outlet um, just starts the conversation. And like I said, it gives you that visual representation of you can almost feel um, I have another example here. It's called uh, Rose Mulling. Ooh, pretty. And this is one of my best selling hearts. And it's a traditional um, Scandinavian art. And it brings the idea of it is to bring the outside in. So this is a really old style of art. And it's using birds and flowers and leaves. And, um, you know, in the Nordic um, countries, it gets really dark really early and really cold. So they had really long winters and they, they started making these traditional style of art and they would put it on their um, dressers and their nightstands and their cups and their glasses. And it made a way, a way for their home to feel warm and cozy and bring the things that they love in nature, which they can't access during the winter into their home. So these hearts, even though they're so small, it's just such a meaningful way to bring those elements into my home and into my life. And um, again, just be able to share the stories and have those conversations with the kids. And um, I live in a Scandinavian community in Ballard. So there's a lot of Scandinavians around here. And I've been grateful enough that my products got picked up with it by the Nordic Museum. So all of the Scandinavians that are in our community can see and have that same emotional response to my products and be able to pick it up and their stickers. So you could even put it on your car um, and really show your pride and show your love and share it with others in a simple, affordable, meaningful, accessible way. I love that. You're talking about cooking and my, so my husband is from Mexico and one of the dishes that is it's a staple. Like it is one of the things that it's going to be at Christmas or a birthday party or at a wedding or whatever. And it's called pozole. And um, there's different regional ways of making it. Um, But I had this whole conversation with my youngest daughter who she does not like to speak Spanish. She like in, in a lot of ways, uh, you know, she's been um, lived in a very white world. And so she's not had as much of the exposure to the culture as um, my other two daughters who are older. 
And, um, but she like loves this dish. And I was, she's like, but I want to know how daddy makes it. Like, I want to know like the real way, like, and I go, well, honey, the real way is real for different people, you know, cause different, I was explaining how regionally people make it different ways. And, um, and that like really warmed my heart to think, you know, like there's like something that she's gravitating to that, um, calls her to her culture. But, you know, we, the other thing we do almost, my husband is really good about doing this. Anytime we do go to Mexico, he will buy things from, um, like local artisans. Mm -hmm. So, um, he, we were out, um, somewhere on the beach and there was a guy who made mini, um, they weren't portraits. They were paintings of like the ocean, but they were like on maybe a three by five canvas, like a tiny, tiny canvas. And he would use like toothpicks as his toothbrush. I mean, as his um, paintbrushes and like just these tiny little itty bitty paintings. And all of a sudden it would come to life. This like gorgeous scenery on this tiny little thing. And we still have them to this day, but he just thinks like, I just know, like it's hard for everybody here. And like for somebody who has a gift and, and, you know, has a talent, like not everybody can afford to enjoy the finer things in life, like art. And I want to support that person because what they're bringing to the world is beautiful. And it's part of our culture. And, um, and then we get to bring that home. And every time, he sees those little things. He is taken back to that moment of standing in front of what was the inspiration for that um, piece of art. And, you know, so it's like, I think sometimes people can think that cultural commerce could be something that's like taking advantage of the culture. And I think we have to be careful about, um, I was, um, who was it? I think this is so embarrassing to admit because I've just started dipping into this, but I was watching something on TikTok. Um, and, <laughs> uh, and somebody, and again, I'm just, I'm not quoting directly, but they were saying, they were asking if buying um, a certain thing was cultural appropriation. And she said, I am an artist in my culture and if you enjoy the art that's made by a BIPOC person or you're made, you know, made by a person in that culture and you want to buy it from that person, that is not cultural appropriation. We you know her particular product or whatever. She says, if you're going to buy something from my culture, from somebody not in my culture, then you might want to evaluate your reasons behind that. You know what I mean? Like if it was you know, not like bashing on anything made from China or anything like that. But like, if it, if it's supporting the culture and supporting the advancement of the story, that's, that's one thing, you know what I mean? If it's helping somebody who's not connected to the culture benefit off of the back of the people who um, are part of the culture, that could be a whole different conversation. So I think that anything that advances the storytelling and advances the the generations of like really honoring tradition and um, it's like your inheritance, right? You know, like you get to pass down this thing that your grandfather brought over and passed to your parents and your you know your uncles and your cousins and now you and then through your love for your culture you're helping other people have those stories in their households. 
You know what I mean? Because like you said, you live in an area that's so rich in Scandinavian tradition. So people go to the Nordic museum and pick up a sticker and they're like, oh my gosh, this reminds me when my grandma, you know, blah, 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 blah. And they get to tell that story to their kids. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's the same too. I think if there's a culture that you're interested in or that you feel connected to, like find out who is involved in that community and what, you know, like what artisans they have, what, um, and then find out the stories behind it, because that's really what, um, what is fascinating. It's not just like a cute product. It's that it has meaning. It has impact, you know? So I I think that, yeah. I say, I think that's exactly the thing for me. This feels so genuine and so authentic. I feel like you can see that in the products and you can feel it in the, and a lot of things are trendy, which is awesome. And, you know, trendy helps share stories too, but as you're getting into those trends, just being mindful and appreciating the story of how that came about, you know, instead of just kind of buying into whatever it is, um, you know, like you said, doing really appreciating the story behind it or really looking into the meaning behind it and the impact it's having. Um, because you, you can, people can spout out that, like they, they get attracted to the genuine and the authentic of products and creations and, um, brands. Well, what impact um, are you really hoping? Because I know, like, tell me a little bit more about the other products because it's gone beyond stickers at this point. So what what other things are you working on? Yeah, so um, just one example. Well, it's, so my business started during the holidays and I love um, like hand card wood. So I have a wood ornament and it's not relevant now, but I'm so excited for holiday season next year because it'll just be so much fun. But what's coming up now is Norwegian Independence day is May 17th. So I created, um, some pins. It says proud Norwegian. Um, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> yeah. It's so fun. So in Ballard, they do a parade, a Norwegian independence day parade, and it's the biggest parade outside of Norway. Um, so I wanted a way that people could show their pride again, for me, something that, um, is accessible. I think a lot of times when people think about heritage and like, Um, they think about big pieces or expensive, expensive things. And I think that people can bring it into their home or share their pride in a way that's accessible and meaningful and like on a pin or, um, yeah, I want to make it, um, people feel proud and be able to access my, my merchandise. So, um, I also have bags and then, um, I'm going to start creating jewelry. Ooh, fun. I I love it. Um, yeah, we have at our house, like the, I, when you said that, I, I thought this is probably the least expensive thing that we bought, but says quite a lot when you pull up to our house. And that is that we have two flag holders in front of our house and we have an American flag and we have a Mexican flag. And that's like, so it's pretty clear, (laughs) 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 but they're both important. I mean, my husband is a U.S. citizen. He's a proud U.S. citizen. Um, But in Mexico, you actually do not have to renounce your citizenship if you become a U.S. citizen. So even though here he's only recognized as a U.S. citizen, he's still Mexican through and through. And so and our children identify as Mexican. So if you ask my daughters what they are, they will tell you they are Mexican. Um, (laughs) And, um, you know, it's it's something that there's just like a 
a huge um, attachment to the culture and the food and the music and the language and everything about it. I think it's beautiful to be proud and to support people who are furthering um, the advancement of the culture, because if we don't do it now, it will go away. You know what I mean? And, and by that, I mean, we have to teach the, the new generations um, why our culture is important um, and, um, and kind of go from there. So I think that that's a beautiful impact that you're um, doing for your children and for your community and how awesome that you live in this community that not only do you have generations that have lived in this community, but that the community at large also shares your heritage. That's, that's just awesome. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I feel really grateful. Um, it's just kind of all come together. And I think like I mentioned before, it's really easy to take a pass at it and, our lives are so busy, so busy. Yes. And we're like soccer practice and ballet and like running errands and dishes and a haircut. Like it's really easy to take a pass, but looking back at some of my most meaningful moments, um, when I was being raised and growing up was tied to my culture and it, it created this joy amongst my family and this pride amongst the people that I knew and love, um, that I'm so honored to keep those stories alive and, um, in a way that feels genuine and authentic to me. And I, um, I'm just so grateful because I would, you know, as my parents' generation is getting older and I, it, I just, I feel not necessarily an obligation, but I just feel really proud that I can use my voice in a way and tie it to the internet and this world that gives me access to so many people. And it gives me a place to share my voice and, using it in a way that has so much meaning for me um, really feels good and is fulfilling. I love that. I love that. Well, if people were walking away today from this conversation about the intersection of commerce and culture, what would you want them to walk away with? If they, if they could only like, let's say, take away one thing, what would you want them to take away from this conversation? Yeah, I really like, I've really just been inspired by um, the feeling of doing what you love. So doing what you love. So I know your audience is filled with entrepreneurs and business owners and people in business. And it's really easy to get tied up in the doing the things that you have to do. Um, but just reflecting back on what's bringing you joy and doing more of that um, is contagious. And yes. the more joy we have in the world, the more things that you do that fill you with joy fills your kids with joy, fills your neighbors with joy. And it really is these little, little simple things um, that make the biggest impact. So I would say if there's something that's pulling you, gravitating you, um, doing what you love, even starting out on the smallest scale, um, I really, really hope to inspire people to do more of that. Love that. And what, what in your life has been the best piece of advice that you've been given and it doesn't have to necessarily have to do with this, but what, what have you taken away as a good piece of advice? Yeah, I think, especially in business, um, the best advice I've been given is to keep going, just keep going. So if you have your eye on a goal, if you have something in mind, even a big dream or a small dream, there's going to be so many hurdles and it's going to feel so impossible. And if you take one step, 
and you like reap and just love all in that joy and that step that you took, take another step and take another step. And it can be the littlest steps, but really just keep going. It's so easy to get knocked down and just get back into your routine of soccer practice errands, like all that. But if you're trying to break the mold, do something different, keep going and do it once a week for an hour or twice a week for an hour, like set goals for yourself that are small and attainable. Just keep going. It's that consistency that will add up over time and really um, make you give you that joy and that pride that you were able to accomplish something. I love that. Thank you so much. And thank you for being with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. Well, we are going to link everything um, about the Scandinavian hearts so that you can check them out in live in person. If you have not um, been joining us by video, you can see them online. And then if you want to learn more about Scandinavian history, we've um, got the Nordic Museum's um, contact information website that we will be including in the show notes so that you can learn more about the backstory behind the Scandinavian hearts that Wendy is doing. And we thank you so much for being with us and we hope that you have a wonderful day. You know what I love? It means so much to me that you took the time to listen to this episode. If you did enjoy this episode or any of our other episodes and you'd like to help support the Client Experience Revolution podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on your social media or even leave a rating and review. And if you want to catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at link.consulting. That's L-I-N-Q dot consulting. On Twitter at Link Consulting. And even better, find us on YouTube. The channel is Raya Gonzalez and you can see all of our podcast episodes in video format if you're just curious to see what our guests look like. We appreciate you so much. And that's why we're excited to see you next time.